Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Hello, hello, Sam. It's our FA Cup final preview episode. Whoa. It's the uh, it's the FA Cup final tomorrow. Sam, what do you think about that? Couldn't give a <laughs> flying fat, mate. <laughs> Couldn't give a no. fat. I'd rather talk Arsenal, about Chelsea. I'd rather talk about if we're going to talk about the FA Cup. I would much rather just talk about old FA Cup finals that I remember watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Super ground, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because um, no one cares about the FA Cup. Do you know what time it's on? It's on like five thirty. Five thirty is like the most well, shit just started time. Doing that, haven't they? Yeah, they started. They did that a few years ago. They, start, they moved it to five thirty. So you've got clubs that like Manchester City come down and play, not a Manchester United, and then the fucking fans can't get home after. Can't get home because the last trains. Uh, yeah, uh, if, if you're going to do that to them, do us all a favour and make it in the evening, <laughs> right? Because yeah. three o'clock, fine, classic lunchtime. Yeah. Not classic, but I'll take it, right? It's, Gets before, it out the way. it's before Saturday's got really going yet. A nice midday <laughs> yeah. kickoff. Is the Saturday Exactly, it's not really got going yet. You watch it. Right. Evening, great. Feels sexy, glamorous, Hollywood, doesn't it? Mm. Dusk. Play it and we will meet you at dusk. Yeah. Right? That's great. Five thirty, it's a fucking poxy time for anything. Nothing's happening. I mean, it just didn't interrupt your tea, did you it? You haven't quite finished your work yet. I mean, I know this is a Saturday, but do you know what I mean? It's just like Nah, 5.30 is a, t- a cunt's time. Uh, I would say do it at 8. Because, you know, the Champions League sometimes, because of the way the Continentals are, they'll kick that off at fucking 9, right? Yeah, and I of think, course. Oh, and I've, I just feel like a sexier person just for sitting and watching it at 9 o'clock. Mm. The lights go I mean, down. I went, but, well, when me and my boy went to Barcelona a couple of years ago oh. to go and see Barcelona yeah. play, and that kicked off at 9pm. Fucking like, mad. Oh, They're mad, right. aren't they? They're absolutely mad. Weird. And then yeah. like, you know, then you finish it, you go, what about a drink after the game, though? And they go, hey, English, mm. our parts, they don't even up until 1am. <laughs> you fucking peasant. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, I'd like to have a drink before that. Mm. I'll have to have some cans out by the square, the town square. Do what you want, you <laughs> fucking English freaks. <laughs> right. Just to quickly go back to something you just said there, you, you cited 5.30pm as a cunt's time. Mm. If any of the listeners have got any other cunt's times they want to nominate... We'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll decide I, the cuntiest time it, of the day. Yeah, yeah, we could go through it. We could do... I would like to do the top 24 hours in order. Yeah. Tell us why. If there's anything cuntier than 5.30pm, tell us what it is. Tell us it. And tell us why. Funnily enough... And we'll uh, get some free cut out of it. Funnily enough, if I was doing... Uh, you know, obviously I have... I've done it before. Countless times I've ordered the times of the day, uh, written mm. them down. I've been doing it since I was a kid. But... What's weird is is that a perennial in the Champions League positions for me is mm. is six pm. Well, it's not always right. top, but it's often there or thereabouts competing. Mm-hmm. Six pm is great. It's only half an hour. 
after 5.30, which is a fucking perennial in the relegation places. So Yeah. Well, the know, difference, though, isn't it? Just half an hour I mean, did makes you all used the to difference. Get, when you were a kid, did you used to buy Time Weekly magazine? And then yeah. in, I think it's August, they used to give you, give away the league ladders with all the 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could rank them and, and change the ranking according to what you thought. Well, so I was, that. like a lot of kids, I was obsessed at that age with um, <clears throat> 3.30. Because it was when yeah. you get out of school, go home and, school, and watch, watch kids' TV, right? Um, and very often at the beginning of this uh, children's BBC hour, like recession, they'd start mm. it off with the cartoon version that of Laurel what and Hardy. Say, wasn't it? Welcome to this afternoon's children's BBC session. Session. We got a right <laughs> Here we good. Go. We got a fucking cracking session lined up. You. We're going to kick things off gently with the cartoon of Laurel and Hardy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then later on, we'll fucking ramp things up, right? With Jossie's Giants, right? Yeah. And after that, you're going to be buzzing your nuts off. So we're going to bring you back down to earth with fucking boring cunts on Blue Peter, right? <laughs> That'll fucking bring you back down to earth with a bump, right? As will yeah, News Round. Yeah, Animal Magic, that'll be in as well. Johnny, Johnny Morris the doing fuck, the voices of animals. That's the highlight. Fucking animal magic. That. Animal magic, I think, is basically what... Top, it was the top flight time machine of its day. It was. I mean, I'm thinking now we should be getting some animal footage and just doing voices all Yeah, it. yeah. Have you ever <laughs> seen... Is a, is a, have you ever, one of the funniest of that on the internet is the honey badger stuff. Have you yeah. ever seen that? It's great, isn't yeah. it? The honey badger stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, Johnny Morris was very much... Johnny Morris... Should have if he if podcasting had been around in his day, he'd have been fucking mm. rinsing it. He'd be way yeah, ahead of us. All of our of ideas come from him. He would have done it. He would have done it with. Oh, you know, I was about to say Mr. Bennett, but that's fucking Tony Hart. He's, that's Tick Hart. Yeah. yeah. Think of a number. Terry Nookins. Terry Nookins was on with uh, on Animal Magic. That's it. Na- Gemini the Seal. Imagine Nutkins and Johnny Morris doing a fucking pod- mm. top flight fucking time machine hell. style podcast in the eighties. Looking back at old animal episodes. Yeah. Looking back at classic animals from the past. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the fucking dodo. What an animal that was, by the way. <laughs> Extinct now, of course. It's fucking brilliant. Look at it. Look at the size of the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i tell you what, he deserves respect with a beat like that on him. Yeah. Amazed he managed to live as long as he did. Being unable to fly and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute predator's dream. You got to fucking hand it to the comp. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you got back from the session. That is why 3.30 was one. I was really into 3.30 and I even yeah. had posters of it on my wall. So I would, have, oh, course, I would yeah. have posters of a clock set to 3.30 mm-hmm. just all over my yeah. wall. You idolised it, didn't you? I yeah. idolised that particular time of day. And then obviously you grow up, you get older, and when you're yeah. a teenager, you're really into like sort of 10 p.m. or something like yeah. that. You think that's really yeah. cool, you know? But whatever. Well, I mean, I had my school books. Mm. Uh, I used to back my school books, you know, they used to make you cover them, yeah. to protect them. I had posters out of Time Weekly of 10 p.m. Yeah, 10 back p.m. School books. When you got a yeah. bit older, when you were like in the fifth yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 p.m. I think I drew, I, I probably drew, when I went to college, I probably drew midnight. On the back of me, me rucksack that I had me, me college folders in. I had a denim jacket with... Uh, right in the back of it. I had a denim jacket with 7pm Thursdays because that was when the best telly kicked off. I think that was Top of the Pops. Yeah, Top so of the Pops. So I was a big fan of that. 
um, and I had that on the back of my denim jacket. And then when I got a bit older in the early 90s and just uh, tipexed um, various times that I liked, like 8.30pm onto some yeah. DM shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Next to a CND sign. <laughs> <laughs> Bad the bomb and half ears. Talking about funny things like that, right? I was talking to a mate once a few years ago who'd um, had his issues with the iron filings in the past and okay. was and was over yeah. it. And we were both sharing stories about that. And he said to me, he went, there was a period in my life, he went, where I've never been into football. I've never had a football team, right? Mm. He went, but I was so into Coke. He went that it was almost like that was the thing I was a fan of. That was my lifestyle choice. He said, yeah. so, and I went, all oh, right, Pushed yeah. on the wall. And I'm thinking, bit weird, <laughs> but fine, going along with it, right? And he's going, like, you know, like, you, you know, if you're into football, you might be in a toilet and you'd write West Ham on the wall, right? He goes, or like, if you're into a band, you might write The Clash on the wall. He went, yeah. Oh, he went, me and my mate, we used to write, we used to do, go in the bogs do a line of coke and then write cocaine on the wall. <laughs> That's amazing, isn't it? They're just right. Cocaine. They won't oh, write God. anything about it like cocaine's great. Yeah. They just write the word cocaine. Like that was what they were yeah. fans of. We've got season tickets of cocaine. Yeah. Executive suite. Yeah. And it was like, maybe they did have pictures on the wall just of long lines of cocaine <laughs> or of Diego Maradona <laughs> celebrating that goal in the 1994 World Cup right in front of the camera. <laughs> that actually would be a good poster to have on your wall. I might look into that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The five drug cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of drugs, I've ordered three pies this morning on the telephone. I've got to collect tomorrow morning. Lovely. How Hello. about that? Hello, telepies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hello. I'd like to order three pies. Yeah. Certainly, sir. What flavours? <laughs> Mince, steak, corned beef. Uh, uh, would you? Would sir be liking to add on a sweet pie? We can do that as part of our pie nah, deal. fuck off. Fuck, fuck your sweet pie. Okay, I only asked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't upsell me shit like that. Fuck yeah, off. I don't fucking need Come it. Come Christmas. If I want something sweet, I'll have a bar of chocolate. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll melt some chocolate off my regular pies. Uh, so what What were the pies that you got anyway? Corned beef, mince and steak. Corned beef pie. For a, a family party tomorrow. I've never had it's a corned me. beef pie. Have you not? Well, it's because no. you're from the south, isn't it? Yeah, we don't have them. I've never, never even heard of it. Sounds nice, though. Predominantly a... I mean, people, um, Greg's do a corned beef pasty. Right. Which is fucking delicious, but you can't get them in the Greg's down south. Fucking hell. Whenever I pop into a Greg's in London, can't get me corned beef pasty. They go, oh, we've got an avocado pasty. Yeah, Is is that similar? No, it's fucking not. (laughs) Fucking cunts. I, I tell you what I had yesterday, I went for a cream tea. Fucking hell. Yeah. On a whim, mate. This is classic... Just rest lifestyle. I thought, mm. yeah, I thought to myself, this is the sort of behaviour Andy would approve of, right? Because yeah. I'd, I'd been quite busy in the morning with a bit of work and it was boiling hot and the kids were fractious because it was very hot. But, you know, some of the days they can't really, they're not meeting mm. up with their mates much at the moment and stuff. So, you know, it's just like they're bored and they're sitting around, it's I hot. Need cheer them up. They need to have a cream tea. Right, fuck this. <laughs> Let's go for a cream tea, right? Because I'd, <laughs> I'd driven by, there's a famous tea room very old-fashioned, right. fancy, really fancy traditional tea room, right? Right. In Kew, opposite Kew Gardens, right? Okay. 
you'll remember Q from the greatest exhibition of all time, the Cold War exhibition. Of course, it's where the yeah. National Archives are. So Q's a great place. It's got loads yeah. of things, right? It's got Different Q Gardens. Times. It's got the Maids of Honor Tea Room. And it's got the National Archive where there is so much data <laughs> for men like us to research. It's unbelievable, right? <laughs> so you've got everything. I got chased. I got chased out of the National Archives by a goose. Did you? After well, I'd seen that exhibition. Yeah, I don't know why. Russian spy goose. Maybe. Anyway. Go on, fuck off. You've had your fill of Cold War. <laughs> you've seen your stuff. Fuck off now. <laughs> you've, had, you've been here fucking ages. You're taking the piss. <laughs> I'm trying to fucking shut up here. <laughs> right. Got so, keys around his fucking leg. I went, I went to my daughter. My son didn't want to go because he was in such a bad mood. He was sort of more or less like, fuck your green tea. Stick it oh. up your ass. So I said, right, we're going for a fucking cream tea. So I just drove over to this tea room and I thought they'll never let us in because I hadn't, I hadn't actually been sat down in a cafe, restaurant, pub or anything, obviously mm. in like nigh on four months. But I said they had some fucking tables out in the alley, the bin alley, really. It was just a bin alley. <laughs> um, I went, nice. fucking count us in then. Sat down, yeah. it's three o'clock in the Next afternoon. The what can I get you? I said... What do you think you can fucking get me? A cream tea. <laughs> You're a fucking tea room, aren't you? Bring me a fucking me a cream, cream tea. tea. And they fucking brought it and I just sat there in the afternoon sun. I even took a photo, which I will post on Instagram. Little pot of tea, delicious. Two, sco- two fruit scones, jam, clotted mm. cream. As usual, they never provide you with enough uh, clotted cream, which yeah. is just your experience in pretty much any tea room anywhere. When I'm in yeah. the Isle of Wight, yeah. where I'll be going next week, I'll have at least two cream teas during the week, right? You can't move right, the tea yeah. rooms around there. And I always just make a habit of it. I just go, cream tea, two extra creams. And they mm-hmm. look at you, in the Isle of Wight in particular, they look at you like you're fucking, like, who the fuck does this cunt think he is, right? Who do think he is? And they go, yeah. I'll ask. And I'm like, what do you mean I fucking Ooh. ask? They go back, they come back and go, you can have the extra cream, but you will be charged for it. And I go, yeah, that's fine. That's the old point. I don't mind having extra it. cream to fucking rip off. Because if you're giving con- scones of this size, you should give enough cream to put more than a fucking scraping on, right? Yeah. But I don't mind. I'm a high roller from out of town. Bring me extra cream. Sure. I'll pay yeah. whatever it takes. In fact, in fact, because you've made a big deal out of it, I'll tell you what, cream for every cunt in it. Cream's on me. <laughs> Everyone, give every cunt in it an extra, extra pot of cream. cream. And tell them that that fucking flashy cockney in the sheepskin coat over there, <laughs> smoking the cigar. And the, and the bifocal lead dark glasses. Yeah. Smoking, and, and the, weirdly, a golfing polar neck with a gold chain worn over it, right? <laughs> He's the cunt that lays, that's laying it on. There you go, ladies. Bit of extra cream for you. Courtesy. Enjoy your fucking cream, ladies and gentlemen. If anyone asks, just send them to say it's courtesy of Nifty. <laughs> uh, they'll become known as the Cream Man on the Isle of Wight. Yeah, yeah. so, but anyway. Creamy Delaney. A, a random and spontaneous cream tea in the middle of the day. Felt good. Felt good. I've just ordered some tickets for some concerts. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, wow. outdoor socially distanced concerts. They've they at Gosforth Park, Newcastle Racing Course. They've yeah. assembled this fucking uh, outdoor arena thing, and uh, there's 500 viewing platforms that are all socially distanced. Right. So when you go along, apparently you get led to your viewing platform, which holds up to six people, I think, 
and you're right. all like you know 20 feet away from everybody else uh, and I've got hell. tickets to see the uh, modern young singer Sam Fender are you familiar with his work? no no he's a, a, a North East lad very good good is uh, it? Got, somehow got tickets to see him because his tickets sell out like fucking hotcakes but I got some this morning and also the bootleg Beatles Sam oh I'd love to I've see them I've never seen actually. the bootleg Beatles but I hear very good things about them. I hear they're as near as you'll ever get to the actual Beatles. Yeah, no, I've heard they're fantastic. I'm trying to remember whether I have actually seen them or not. Maybe I've just seen them on the (laughs) box. I feel 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 like like I've seen seen them. them. I feel like I've seen them somewhere. I feel that I got angry because, oh, no, that was it. I had an encounter once with a John Lennon lookalike, right? Um, (laughs) An encounter. In the... (laughs) Yeah. it, it, around 97, right, when I, had, when I had very long hair and sideburns and stuff, right? Yeah. And um, uh, a guy I knew was producing, uh, was involved in producing a, a a comedy film for Italy, right? Really weird. Okay. And apparently, I can't remember what they're called, but it was a series of films akin to Italy's answer to the Carry On movies, right? There was a series of them. And they were all set yeah. in different times and places, but it was always the same cast, Right. And, right. and this one, part of it was set in London because they'd time travelled to the 60s and there was a scene that was supposed to be set in a recording studio. It was supposed to be Abbey Road with the Beatles. Mm. So the protagonist of this comedy film, I don't know why I'm explaining the plot, but I've always been fascinated by it. I've thought about it a lot because it never made sense and I didn't know what I was involved no, it's good. in. It's good. So I've been to Palace West Ham and the guy and a mate of mine who was a Palace fan was this producer, right? And I'd gone for a beer with him afterwards. And he went, fucking hell, I'm trying to cast some extras to be like um, studio hands in this Abbey Road scene with the Beatles. (laughs) He went, you fucking look, you well look the part, right? Because I had that that sort of get up. You fucking do it. And I went, and I was a student. I went, yeah, fucking great. He said it was like 50 quid cash in hand, like for the day. I was like, yeah, fuck it. So I went up and they were doing it in these studios in North London. And there was a bunch of... There was a beat... They said, right, the Beatles are coming in now, right? And so they all come in, right? John Lennon, McCartney, Harrison and Starr, right? But mm. two things. Number one, I was wearing a um, like almost like a lab technician coat, which I thought didn't make sense. But I didn't want to be a Lampard, <laughs> but I was being a bit of a Lampard because I was a sucking know-it-all student going, I hardly think that studio hands at Abbey Road or anywhere else were wearing these kind of coats, right, at the time. But whatever, the Italians are, fuck off, you English prick. Just stand there, you're just an extra. You'll get your 50 pounds, shut up, right? (laughs) The Beatles came in and, first of all, what really annoyed me was all four of them were dressed in separate Beatles-era clothing, right? Mm -hmm. So, McCartney is dressed in the fucking collarless, like, Nehru collar shirts, right, mm-hmm. from early Beatles with the Beatles, right? sort of thing, yeah. Harrison is dressed in the Sergeant <laughs> Pepper get-up, right? <laughs> this is mental. Yeah. Star is, I don't know what fucking Star's dressed a little bit like more of the mop top, like they're at Shea Stadium, right? Yeah. And, and Lennon is full... Um, Abbey Road 70s denim bell bottoms really long yeah. hair round glasses right something like that. late yeah. late era Beatles right when they're on the fucking Mad. roof of the Apple building right I'm fucking fuming right 
Yeah. I was a student. It was the 90s. Everyone was banging to the Beatles in particular. I mean, everyone's always banging to the Beatles. But, you know, it was very much an era where everyone was influenced by the Beatles. And I pro- and I was a trumped-up little twat who considered myself a fucking expert on the Beatles. And I'd be like... I mean, <laughs> you, you, you'd already kicked off about the lab court. I know. And then this I'm like, what the fuck is this? Off. And the Italians are like, what, what that fucking dickhead going on about that? They're all from different eras. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> This is our natural heritage you're toying with here, right? <laughs> I was fucking fuming. Jalapeño. If you like what you've been listening to on Top Flight Time Machine, why not consider heading over to patreon.com slash Machine, where you can subscribe. Uh, not only does your monthly subscription help support this podcast and keep it going, it also gives you access to a huge amount of extra exclusive content. Loads of extra episodes, yeah. You'll be getting an episode a day. And Pretty it much. costs less than a fiver. Less than a pint. Whether a you month. like it or not. Go to tftimemachine.com slash iron filings to find out more and get involved. There's t-shirts and everything. I mean, for fuck's sake, what more do you want? Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jalapeño. But what made it worse was the John Lennon fucking 100% thought he was John Lennon. Real life. Oh. Thought he was John Lennon. You know how John Lennon often appeared to be chewing on a bit of gum in the side of his mouth when he, t- when he yeah. spoke? I don't know whether it was yeah. gum or whether it was a nervous thing or what. And yeah. this guy did that the whole time. He had he kept his dark glasses on the whole fucking time, right? And yeah. when he came over... Was he English? To us, yeah, he was English. They were all English. Right. So the, the, right. the rest of the cast and the crew were Italian. There was a small yeah. unit of British production crew who were obviously helping out with the location and the extras and then there was British mm. extras the other extras were all fucking basket cases as well by the way but that's another story but this bloke he came over and deigned to talk to us as if he'd come over like a big star he wasn't mm. even a star in the movie he was just an incidental character right but as far as he was concerned this bloke was walking around on this set and through his life as I am basically John Lennon and I expect to be treated like you would treat John <laughs> Lennon ah <laughs> prick Fucking hell, what a prick. I was furious about the whole thing. So all I'm saying is, really... great, see the bootleg be- Beatles, but just beware Beatles alikes, because from my experience, mm. they can get out of hand. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll take care, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to see this film now. 
you know I know, I'm going to try and find it out. I can't remember anything about it, but I'll try and, I'm going to research it and find it out. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so I appear in it. Yeah. I never saw in it. I never saw it. Yeah. I mean, if I appear in it, it'll be very fleeting in the background behind the glass at Abbey, at this supposed Abbey Road. I think it was actually Dave Stewart's recording studio, which is up up in North London in a church or right. something. Yeah. Okay. Nice one. Um, you know, we were talking on Tune Machine the other day about what a cunt Morrissey is. Yeah. It it stuck with me, and then I was listening to Absolute 80s in the car yesterday when I was driving along, and William, it was really nothing came on, yeah. and some of the lyrics really stood out, and I just thought, fucking hell, you've always been a cunt, mate. That's about Billy and McKenzie from The Associates, isn't it? It is, yeah. But, but he sings, how can you stay with a fat girl who'll say, would you like to marry me, and if you like, you could buy the ring? The yeah. fucking fella always buys the fucking ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't he? He's What's a mis- that about? Oh, well, and also it's really misogynistic. He sings, a, he sings a lot about fat girls, like, oh, that some girls are bigger yeah. than others and all the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's, there's a lot of misogyny. There's a lot of bitterness towards women throughout a lot of his songs, I think. And then he sings a couple of lines later, I don't dream about anyone except myself. Yeah, Fucking Swat. too right, you don't, you cunt. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking arsehole. Fucking cunt. Uh, I mean, let's yeah, be honest, right? Was- Johnny Marr... And the two other lads were great. I think the mm-hmm. other two lads are, are underrated, if anything. People don't talk about them enough because the yeah. the, the rhythm section is what elevates those songs beyond normal guitar-y indie music, really, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, yeah, he was the fucking weak link, wasn't he? He was the weak link, yeah. The weak, or, I was or the weak fan. cunt. <laughs> you are the weakest cunt. Because, um, I mean, I, I've got, I used to go to college with fucking lads who dressed up as if they were Morrissey. Morrissey. And he, yeah. he gathered them all together, didn't he, that lot, in, in one of the later videos. I started something I couldn't finish oh, with. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had all yeah. the lookalikes riding around on bikes. And yeah. it was the fucking fellas like that couldn't trust them. No, couldn't fucking trust them. They didn't inch. have the whole hear, hearing aid and all that, did they? Oh, yeah. Bun- bunch of flowers in the back pocket and everything. Fuck me, yeah. Bankers. What Morrissey really needs is a good sh- shoeing. Although I've looked at him yeah. a few times in more recent years and thought, yeah, he's quite a big unit. Like when he was in the eighties, he was like oh, way massive, yeah. But I look at him and I think, do you know what? Morrissey looks quite hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you I know what I mean? Like to find out. He's beefy. Plus, he's the sort of bloke in a fight who'd stop at nothing. He'd have your eye out. It, he'd have his. He wouldn't fuck around. It'd be like, well, if I must, if I must engage in physical, in ghastly physical violence with you, <laughs> I assure you, I will be the victor. And you'd be like, what'd you fucking say, mate? And suddenly, bang. I'll do whatever it takes to destroy you. Suddenly, bang, he's popped your eyeball out of his fucking thumb. Oh, I've had your eyeball out by the foot of the stairs. Go to the foot of the stairs. I've had your eyeball out. (laughs) Have you ever heard, I can't remember who did it, but someone did a, someone did a, a Morrissey Bond theme tune. Might no, might have that. been Adam Butson. Sounds like an Adam Butson type thing to do, but it is funny. Okay. You're well, not having that. Are you? You're not having that. That sort of thing that annoys you. I don't know. I might. I, I, I probably won't look it up. I mean, yeah. there's so much going on culturally at the minute. There is. Yeah. I there's just, a huge just, amount. On our Instagram last night, I posted a picture of something I was watching. It was an old episode of The Sweeney uh, with mm. Morgan and Wise guest starring in it, and I watched it because I, I don't were know. They, about this. Were I've they playing it, themselves? Though. They played themselves, yeah. And they got caught up in some kind of um, pharmaceutical power play between this uh, this chemist fella and uh, some foreigners who wanted to get his tablets off him. 
and they ended up where the tablets got hidden, Morecambe and Wise's uh, ventriloquist doll. And then Morecambe and Wise uh, engineered an escape in a fish delivery truck. <laughs> and Eric, Eric Morecambe's on the back of the uh, back of this fish lorry throwing fucking boxes of fish at the baddies while they're being chased. It's brilliant. It's still on ITV Hub for about another 12 days and it's called Hearts and Minds. It's series four, episode 11. And I'd strongly recommend it because it's a great, it's a great Sweeney episode anyway. It's amazing, isn't it? All Sweeney episodes are. Doesn't feel like the sort of thing that Sweeney would usually go in for. <clears throat> it was definitely um, uh, a bit of a sideways move. Mm. It was quite surreal, really, because it wasn't the sort of you know standard Sweeney stuff. But apparently, it was a um, it was a thank you for when uh, Dennis Waterman and John Thor appeared on Waterman Wiser Show in '76. So they said to them, well, do you want to come on the Sweeney then? And Mortman Wise went, all right then. Yeah, fuck it. So this it. episode was written two years later. Yeah, Powell played them. Yeah, we'll fucking come on. What do you think of that? And yeah, it's like, a great, great episode. What, what did John Thorpe think? Because like, they're kind of a double act doing crossover cultural stuff like that, like going to Mortman Wise. And then you think, Walkman did the same thing all over again with Minder, which was almost like a comedy version of the Sweeney. Uh, yeah. And I wonder how John Thorpe did that. I, I always thought John Thorpe took himself very seriously. He was like the way Martin Shaw was, John Thorpe, Martin Shaw, in yeah. the professional sort of, <laughs> the way that like Martin, the Ma- that. Martin Shaw would never talk about the professionals, would he? Because he thought yeah. he was below him and he was like a great thespian, right? And John Thorpe, I think, but I don't know, but I feel like, you know, he did, wanted to distance himself from the Sweeney. Well, I think John Thor was a good laugh in real life. Right, okay. I think he was a good laugh. I haven't seen any interview clips or anything, but I don't think he was a miserable cunt like Martin Shaw was. Right. Or James Bolham, who's the worst of the lot. Yeah. Granddad in my pocket. um, Yeah. That was a (laughs) bit of light relief from him there. But, um, yeah, John Thor did did home to roost, didn't he? Oh, that's true. Sitcom. Yeah, that's true. With that lad. Yeah, that was funny. Reese Dinsdale. Yeah. Hang on a minute. What's the difference between that and Don't Wait Up? Isn't it the same storyline? Class. Class. Right. Don't Wait Up, they were both doctors. Yes. And I can't remember what they were in Hope and the Roost, but Reese Dinsdale definitely wasn't of the professional orders. <laughs> he, was, he was a fucking... He was a mess. So what came first? I think that um, Don't Wait Up came first, and then someone at IATV said, yeah. we'll do the common version of Don't we'll Wait Up. We'll do the IATV version of it. Yeah, we'll call it Home to Roost, and they'll be dead common. <laughs> be more fun. Mind you, Nigel Havers. I mean, in your mind, you just mm. think, no, no one's ever been sort of posher than Nigel Havers, have they? No. I mean, what if you... Someone missed the trick by not putting Peter Bowles and Nigel Havers together in a series in the 80s. God, yeah. Yeah, although I feel as though they did, but I just don't know what it was. I feel as though it did happen, but I uh, don't know. But that Sweeney episode, have a look at it, it's really good. ITV hub for about another 12 days. I'll check it out. Um, did I talk about oh, the plot against well. America last time? Maybe I did. You should check that out. Sorry? The plot against America, did I talk about yeah. that? Yeah, did you get to the end of that? Yeah, fucking hell, mate, it really shook me up, it's very chilling. But luckily, right. I've since started watching a programme that... Like, I'm not going to even say what the programme is. I don't want to do any spoilers, right? But all I will say is just briefly, last night, I watched a programme, a drama, in which a man's head exploded. Totally out of the blue, right? you got to understand, <laughs> this is out of context. This was not an action film. It was not a film where shit like that right. happens, yeah. right? 
you're just watching it and it's like a high school drama. I was watching it with my daughter and one of these Netflix kind what? of high school made by the same people as Stranger Things, right? And suddenly, yeah. out of nowhere, at the school prom, a, cunt, a cunt's head, bang, explodes and it proper explodes. There's blood everywhere, right? It fucking explodes <laughs> everywhere, right? And you don't see it coming. I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. I said, this program has just gone from a 7 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. You don't often see that. The show, the, was I'll it t- as good, I'll was t- it t- good as the episode of The Young Ones where, he had, it, where Vivian's head came off because he stuck it in the train window? I was thinking about that just, um, just yesterday because someone sent us a thing about Quentin Blake doing tra- yeah. train trauma ads in the 80s and he drew right. a series there was what there was things about train safety for kids and mm-hmm. he drew the illustrations but they were really terrifying right so he's got oh, right. he's okay. got a picture of one kid being electrocuted really severely and then mm. in the other one there is a picture it's really funny of a kid with his head out the window of a train going into a lamppost and he, and the kid's head just flying off right driven by <laughs> It's a really funny drawing, but it's really it it's really deep and scary. And I saw it and thought, fucking hell, that must have happened a lot back in those days because they featured it in the young ones too. And and Vivian gets off the train it. and starts kicking his head around, doesn't he? He does. Um, I wonder if they nicked it from Quentin Blake then. And it, it's weird back you should then. bring it up. It's quite cosmos that you should bring that up. Is it well, um what, for. what was it a common thing in the seventies and eighties that kids know. stuck their heads out the window and they flew off? I don't know, maybe. Must have been, because if not, it's like, they can't just make these things up out of nowhere. Right. Meeting. Well. What do we need to be... Uh, thank you for joining the Government Health and Safety Committee meeting. What should we be working on this week? Well, I was on a train the other day, and I was thinking to myself, if a kid stuck his head out, it could come clean off, probably, going at that speed if it hit a fucking lamppost. Yeah, you're right. Let's do a fucking advert about it. We'll get that cunt who does the Royal Doll Books. I think they had a budget and they had a remit and they had so many of these films to make each year but they didn't have enough stuff to make them about. So, so they yeah. brainstorm ideas. No one ever fucking trapped themselves in a fridge yeah. on waste ground but yeah. they came up with that because they need it though. They need to churn out some films. Ideas, ideas, ideas. We need to make at least 10 more films before the end of the year. What you got? Well, I've got one idea. I don't think it's that good. Just fucking tell us. Just think it, say it. <laughs> don't worry. There is no good. There is no bad. Tell us. All right. I've got an idea, and the idea is called Lonely Water, right? <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening, right? Well, I was thinking Lonely Water's quite dangerous, isn't it? I'm sure it is, but what is it? I've never heard of it. Lonely Water's like water that's on its own. There's not many people about, but if you do go near it, you could drown or something like that. Right. How do you see the ad shaping up? I thought I'd have someone like Donald Pleasance doing a dead scary voice, as if... <laughs> Lonely Water has developed the ability to speak like a human, right? <laughs> and it's telling you all the different ways it can kill you. Oh, that sounds fucking crappy. Loving this, loving it. And presumably Donald Pleasance won't come cheap. No, no, he'll charge you a lot. I've looked into it. Well, that's perfect. That could that could eat up a quarter of our budget. <laughs> Lonely Water, get it made. Right, next. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I've got one flying a kite next to an electricity pylon. Could kill you. That way, fucking car. Fuck off. Electricity can't fly through kites. I reckon it fucking could. Fucking hell. All right, we'll do get it, it made. We'll do it. I thought I'd get Doctor Who to do the voice. Great idea. <laughs>
Right, what about this then? Ed's coming yeah. off when you're going on a train, right? You go along a train, you stick your head out, bang, you've hit a lamppost or a pylon, your head's off. Right, that's not bad. How do we do it? Well, it's going to be hard to actually recreate because proper, uh, you know, um, visual effects haven't been created yet. But I was thinking we could get Quentin Blake out of Roald Dahl to draw pictures of it happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> and that's how that happened mm. uh, um, I think that's about it got anything else you want to mention um, oh I've been upgraded to top dollar this week from casual bloke oh was, have you this was announced to me this morning but with a it's caveat the cream tea no because he didn't come for the cream tea I oh, said right. what's it based on he said general things through the week so uh, oh, he's obviously big. been pleased. I obviously haven't, as he says, overreacted to things this week. Yeah, right? To things. And yeah. um, but he did say he said only just you're just inside top Ooh. dollar just. So, so be careful. To keep trying. Yeah, be careful. Easily slip back. So that's um, that's quite good. Uh, so I'm I'm obviously feeling really buoyed by that yeah um and nothing else to report other than tomorrow i'm painting my daughter's bedroom which will be nice. there'll be there'll be plenty of stories to come out of that i've been at home base I'm and sure bought all will. the gear should be, so i'll report should be overseeing back. the overseeing the job while you're doing that I'll yeah you to it yeah i've told no i've told her that she has to oversee i even want her to do gloss the skirting but mm. we'll see whether or not i mean when i was her age i had painted countless fucking rooms right yeah um, my mate, Ollie, I was on the phone to him and I told it to him and said, yeah, I'm painting painting uh, Coco's bedroom at the weekend. And he went, ah, oh, reminds me of when I had to paint your dad's house. I went, what? <laughs> what? When the fuck did you do that? I mean, this sounds interesting. He went, it was 1992. And I said, why wasn't I there? He goes, because you'd gone interrailing with a bunch of other lads. Oh. He said, he said oh, yeah, see you later, dickhead. I'm off into railing. I'm off to. By fucking... the way, this house needs painting. Good luck. I'm off to finger some Spaniards. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can stop back here and paint my dad's flat for him, right? <laughs> By the way, my dad's insane and will accuse you of nicking a ladder at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Be ready. But listen, this is what's amazing, and I I don't have a big story to tell about this, but I have the seed of something very special because I've mm. totally forgotten about. I went, I have no recollection of that. He goes, you must do. When you went off interrailing with, with a bunch of the other lads, he went, so your brother had been sort of tasked with painting your dad's new place. And uh, and he was going to get you to do it, but then you fucked off. So he got me. And I said, so it was you and my brother. He went, yeah, and Pancho. I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. He went, yeah. And I was like, I fucking remember this now. He goes, yeah, it's one of the weirdest two weeks of my life. We were like in there, we painted every room, right? We, he, we had Steve Wright in the afternoon on all day and Pancho's fucking behaviour. He went, we went to the lunch, we went for lunch one day at the pub at the end of the road and Pancho ordered the ploughman's lunch. And your brother, my brother Dom apparently made, you know, the very terrible joke of like, you got the ploughman's lunch? Fucking hell, the ploughman won't be happy, Right. But apparently, this lame dad-level joke lived with Pancho. Pancho's face dropped. He barely touched the lunch, and he kept bringing up this fucking ploughman throughout the week when they were painting. Yeah, he's really freaked out by the idea of there being an actual ploughman whose lunch he'd stolen. Pancho. 
Yeah, so anyway, I need to dig more into this episode because I kind of remember it yeah. vaguely, but um, it sounds like it's got a lot yeah. of potential because we haven't even got into what my dad was like as a client, which will... I think you'd do a bit of regressing, yeah, and bring us a fuller picture of it after the weekend. Yeah, I'll do some more digging. I'll Hopefully do some more your digging. Own, your own patent work will, you know, bring up some memories. Spots some memories, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, then that's about it, I think. Yeah, it is. Oh, congratulations! Um, someone won our soccer six. They've alert. Someone won soccer six, and I his name that was going on. His, yeah. his name is uh, Anthony Clark. He won it with five hundred and fifteen points, only just beating Gregory Monk. Who? Mm. Um, congratulations, Gregory Monk, on a fucking sensational name. Right, mm. that's a great name, isn't it, Gregory Monk? We've had some I other good names, haven't we, amongst it's the a good punters? Monk's name, isn't it? Gregory Monk, brother Gregory. My name, yeah, hello. I'm a monk. What's your name? Monk. Fucking Gregory Gregor. Monk. <laughs> but unfortunately, Gregory Monk, you lost by one point. He got oh. 514 and Anthony Clark got 515. Well done, Anthony Clark. You win absolutely nothing other than this mention. Yeah, that's it. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to the Iron Filing Society yet, we've started doing the Royal Doll book, the Twits, as a deep dive this week. And we've done possibly the best ever Melchester Odyssey episode as well. So and we've got the, and if you're in, if you are an IFS and you're enjoying the Melchester at the moment, we've we we have discussed that after we finish the twits, there's a strong chance we will be digging into the Alf Ramsey book next. So yes, seems a shame. To Keep your, ear, your ears aside. peeled. <laughs> that's it I've, enjoy your weekends and all that I'll enjoy my pies tomorrow oh yeah keep us t- uh, tell us about the pies on Monday won't you oh I will oh mm. I will uh, take the FN dickheads see you dickheads Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.